Hello, friends. To all of you joining me this morning for the first time, welcome to our meditation circle. And thank you for joining us on this holy day of Yom Kippur. And to my regulars, those of you who've been part of my meditation community, which began in March when we first started quarantining, know that I have missed you. I'm very grateful to Lisa Goldstein and Rabbi Nicole Auerbach for leading you in the, these last weeks while I focused on high holiday preparations, but I have truly missed being with you. And I felt like this was exactly how I wanted to start my Yom Kippur holiday was with you. So we call Yom Kippur the day of atonement. What that means is that it's all about forgiveness, asking for forgiveness and granting forgiveness. Let's start with God. If you have sinned against God, let's say you contributed to the despoiling of our earth, or maybe you cursed God in a fit of anger or rage, or maybe you ate a bacon cheeseburger and you believe that God cares about that. I'm not sure I do as a rabbi, but in any case, if your offense is between you and God, here's the good news. God forgives you. Yes, if you come to Yom Kippur with a sincere heart and ask for forgiveness, Yom Kippur atones for your sins, between you and God, anyway. Now, wouldn't it be so nice if it were that simple with human beings? For human beings, forgiveness is definitely not a given in our tradition. And teshuva, repentance, is a process the person who has wronged you is obligated to sincerely apologize and then ask for forgiveness and then show in some way that he or she would not do the same thing again if presented with a similar situation. And by the way, we're not obligated to forgive, at least not the first time. Though our tradition says that if someone comes to you with a sincere heart, truly repentant, three times, and we still don't forgive, well, by the third time, the sin is on us. But that's not usually what happens. More often what happens is the person who's hurt us doesn't come to us at all. What if they're never repentant? Or they're not repentant enough? Can we forgive them anyway, even if they're not deserving of it? I would offer that this kind of forgiveness is a spiritual practice worth cultivating. There is a story that I've heard both out of Zen circles as, as well as Jewish circles that illustrates this point, and I'll share it with you. A famous Rebbe and his student were walking down the road they arrived at a muddy stream crossing and a well-dressed woman declared without any introduction, don't just stand there, someone carry me across this mess. Without pause, the older rabbi lifts her across. She says nothing, not even a thank you, and goes on her way. The rabbi and his student walk all day in silence the whole time, the student stews in his mind. How could my teacher pick her up? 
were not even supposed to touch women. And she was so rude. Someone should say something to her. She didn't deserve our help. Finally, arriving at the inn for dinner, the student cannot hold himself back. He says to his teacher, what were you thinking? She was nasty and you broke the rules and she didn't even say thank you. The Rebbe smiled gently and replied, I put that woman down hours ago, but it seems that you are still carrying her. Now, someone might not be deserving of our forgiveness, but when we hold on to our hurt and our anger, we shoulder the burden. It will continue to weigh us down. And what about asking forgiveness? This is also hard. Sometimes we don't even know when we need to ask for it, when we've hurt someone. Sometimes we do know, but we make excuses and don't own up. Sometimes what we've done is so wrong, we cannot face it. Being willing to face our own failings and ask for forgiveness, this too is a spiritual practice that we must work to cultivate. It's not just a given. Meditation, taking pause, can help us to identify and see the hurts we've caused others. And finally, what about forgiving ourselves? I know this can be hardest of all, but in some ways it's the most important because just as we say we must love our neighbor as ourselves, so that means we actually have to love ourselves or we're not giving a lot of love, we can only forgive others as well as we are able to forgive ourselves. Just this week, I received an email from a congregant. Her family had been struggling mightily. One of her children was not well. She told me about it. And I forgot to follow up. I didn't respond to a note she sent me. They slipped through the cracks and I had truly failed them. She was hurt and angry and she told me. And I was mortified. I had a pit in my stomach. And it didn't matter that this week I had received countless beautiful emails about Rosh Hashanah. All I could remember and think about was this one, the congregant that I had let down. It was very hard for me, but I was also grateful because she didn't just write me off. She let me know. She gave me an opening, an opportunity to ask for her forgiveness, which I began with a phone call. And of course, this will be a process. I'm still having a hard time forgiving myself for this one, but I am working on it. This is a part of my own spiritual practice I'm cultivating for this day. What is the forgiveness work that you need to do today on this Day of Atonement? In order to prepare our hearts and our souls, I want, an, I want to offer a forgiveness meditation written by Jack Kornfeld just a little bit adapted by me. 
It's really his words. It's very beautiful. So that we might be able to ask for forgiveness and grant forgiveness and forgive ourselves. So let's take a comfortable seat. If you've never done this before, really you can lie down, you can sit on a chair, you can sit on the floor, whatever feels comfortable. And we'll invite you to close your eyes and begin to notice your breath to come into your body, to be grateful for it. There's a line we say every morning, Thank you, God, for the gift of this day. Let your body and your mind relax. And as you breathe, can you notice yourself breathing gently into the area of your heart? Feel all the barriers that you've erected and the emotions that you have carried because you have not forgiven not forgiven yourself or not forgiven others. Let yourself feel the pain of keeping your heart closed. Then, breathing softly, begin asking and extending forgiveness. I'll take you through this exercise where we will offer the following words. And as we do, let the images and feelings that come up Grow deeper as you repeat them. So first, we'll be about asking for forgiveness. There are many ways we've hurt and harmed others, have betrayed or abandoned them, caused them suffering, knowingly or unknowingly, out of pain, fear, anger, and confusion. Let yourself remember and visualize the people you've hurt, the ways you've hurt them. Can you see and feel the pain you've caused out of your own fear and confusion? Feel your sorrow and regret. Sense that you can finally release this burden and ask for forgiveness. Picture each memory that still burdens your heart And then to each person in your mind, I invite you to repeat, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. Secondly, let's cultivate our ability to give forgiveness to others. There are many ways that we have been harmed by others, abused or abandoned, knowingly or unknowingly, in thought, word, or deed. Let yourself picture and remember these many ways and feel the sorrow you've carried from this past and sense that you can release this burden by extending forgiveness when your heart is ready. You say to yourself, I remember the many ways that others have hurt or harmed me, wounded me out of fear, pain, confusion, and anger. I've carried this pain in my heart too long to the extent that I am ready 
I offer them forgiveness. So if you're ready, hold those you have in your mind and repeat, I forgive you. I forgive you. And now, perhaps the hardest of all, is forgiving ourselves. There are too many ways we've hurt and harmed ourselves, betrayed or abandoned our own spirit through thought, word, or deed, knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. Feel your own precious body and life. Let yourself see the ways you've hurt or harmed yourself. Feel the sorrow that you've carried from this and sense that you can release these burdens. Extend forgiveness for each of them one by one. Can you say to yourself, for the ways I've hurt myself through action or inaction, out of pain, fear, and confusion, I now extend a full and heartfelt forgiveness. Turn to your own heart now and say to yourself, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. We'll soon move into a period of some silence and I'll invite you to gently repeat these three lines of forgiveness in particular if there's one that speaks to you, you can just stay on that one or you can offer them all. I ask for your forgiveness. I forgive you. I forgive myself. And soon you will feel a releasing in your heart. Touch this softly. And if you're not quite ready to let it all go, be forgiving of yourself for not being ready to let go. It can't be forced. And as you enter into this Yom Kippur holiday and read our liturgy, these words of atonement, repair, and the possibility of return, may your heart open to forgiveness with compassionate, loving kindness. We'll continue together in silence.
I invite you to gently come out. I hope your heart feels a little more open for this day of forgiveness. Good yente. Have a blessed day.